0: What I learned is confidence is actually something that you build. Like it is like a daily practice and it takes intentional action, intentional thought, and it's something that you build like brick by brick. Like it doesn't just appear one day out of the blue. Like to build it, you have to show up and pour the foundation and then you have to frame it and then you have to put the bricks on and like it's this big thing. And also a house doesn't get built in a day like I said like you have to have a team of people show up make it happen and like confidence is no different and so I think about it as like building a house like every time that you just show up for yourself and you know act in alignment with the belief that I'm worthy of showing up for I'm worthy of taking care of all those things like you slowly but surely build up that confidence that you were expecting to be at the finish line Mm -hmm. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. listening to episode number 58 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. Today, we are switching things up with a replay episode featuring yours truly on the She Podcast with Jordan Lee Dooley. Yes, the author of a national bestseller, Own Your Every Day, which is all about overcoming the pressure to prove and show up for what you are made to do. Jordan and I are like cut from the same cloth, sisters from another mister. We are both Enneagram 3s and have lived the same story in a lot of ways just in different packaging as she puts it and I know you're going to love how she leads this conversation as we get raw and real about my personal low points and sacrificing personal priorities for physical results. Maybe you can relate and also prioritizing what I wanted to accomplish over how I wanted to feel for way too long. So if you are an achiever, if you are multi-passionate, if you you are a go-getter, if you are an ambitious woman, you are going to relate to our conversation a lot. And if you land on my social media pages or hear a blurb from the podcast, you know that I am wildly passionate about teaching women how to find confidence within themselves, how to have a healthy lifestyle, and how to reach those physical goals from a place of true self-love. That is what my coaching is all about. But what I love about switching chairs on episodes like these, I'm Becoming the interviewee is that I get to take things down to the studs and show you guys the nitty gritty of how exactly I built and placed self confidence on many different types of foundations over the years. Some of those were cracked and not so sturdy, but eventually the foundation that I have built my confidence on now is solid and stable. So I really describe that journey and how I got here. But you guys know I love goals. And the problem is when we place confidence and achievement and approval on a shaky foundation, that's where things are crumbling. So we'll kind of reverse engineer confidence in this episode. You'll hear us talk about confidence and how it's not something you win by crossing a finish line. You just can't win confidence, but I sure was trying to for a few years. And this episode also has a lot of my huge life lessons All wrapped into one really dope conversation. If you guys haven't listened to the episode where I interviewed Jordan yet... You are going to fall in love with her. We also talk about feeling stuck, the limits that we put on ourselves, why we attach labels and go through identity crises, being multi-passionate, what that's like, and how to feed our brains with new choices and new thoughts, even when we're feeling stuck and unsure of what our next move is. So if you are currently feeling lost from a lack of direction or misplaced confidence, listen in for tangible tips and takeaways because you are worthy of showing showing up for my friend. As you can hear, my voice is a little froggy today, so we are actually going to skip the review of the week this week. I'm letting the voice recover, and then we'll be back with the review of the week next week. So, if you want a chance to be featured as a review of the week and win a limited edition Grind to Be Grateful t shirt, you can go ahead and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes on your Mac computer or the Apple Podcast app on your phone. All you have to do is find the ratings and review section, hit five stars, and leave us with an honest thought with your feedback and you'll be entered automatically to win a limited edition grind and be grateful t-shirt and be shouted out on our next episode hope you guys enjoy this one this episode is brought to you by my group mentorship program the move nourish shine collective MNS is my signature program and it is the very first of its kind that not only gives you fitness and nutrition guidance but also addresses the mindset piece for a synergistic total person transformation so unlike cookie cutter plans and traditional coaching models we give you all of the tools guidance and support you need to shift and transform inside and out and we are actually Actually, opening enrollment again within a few short weeks, and our waitlist, our lucky waitlist ladies, will get first dibs on spots and some really amazing bonuses. So, if you've been wanting to work with me and you're craving a transformation and you're ready to shine as the confident, healthy woman you are meant to be, go to move nourish shine.com to join the waitlist and learn more about this program. Again, that's move nourish shine.com, and you can click any of the teal waitlist buttons to be the First to know when we open our doors.
1: Welcome to
0: the She Podcast, my friend. Hi, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here. Like, like you said right before we jumped on, like just knowing each other through Instagram, we both feel like we already know each other and like we'd be friends. So I feel like this is going to be just epic.
1: Yes, and we just discovered that we both are Enneagram Threes, so. Yeah we have we already understand each other it's great
0: we have the same brain yes.
1: we have the same brain honestly it's crazy because when you can really understand why other people do the things they do and why you do the things that you do
0: and you find people who get it it's
1: like oh i feel understood <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. And like, as a three, I like need clarity. So once I discovered that and I was like, Oh, everything makes sense Mm -hmm. now. Like it just gave me so much peace deep in my soul. It's true. It's so true. It makes you feel a little bit less crazy. (laughs) Sometimes my brain never I understand why. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. That's awesome. Well, that is such a great place to start off. I'm so glad we discovered that. Um, But, you know, I thought maybe we just start with a little bit of groundwork For anyone who may not know who you are, coach, tell me a little bit about your online health coaching and personal fitness journey just to kind of lay the groundwork. Have you always been into it? Have you recently gotten into it? Kind of tell us the story. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I am, I call myself a women's transformation coach because um, I feel like it encapsulates. It sounds kind of like airy-fairy, like what does that even mean? (laughs) But I also feel like... Totally good. I also feel like fitness coach doesn't encapsulate everything that I do because I, I help women with their workouts and their nutrition, but really the core of what I do is helping women find their self-worth, step back into their power, rec- reclaim their life. Like all so that's kind of the core of, of like how I serve women is always self-love and confidence. And then we use fitness and nutrition to really support that and like be the foundation because I have really found and with my clients, like taking care of yourself in that way, like feeding yourself well, moving your body in ways that feels good like that is foundational self-care so if you can show up for yourself in that way you have like a really good foundation to build your confidence your self-worth and your happiness and fulfillment and all of that stuff so um that's kind of what i do now but it's been a long road to get here and to have like a grasp on what it means to be confident, what it means to love yourself, what it means to have a balanced lifestyle. Um, as far as like my background with fitness, I have a, I was really insecure as long as far as I can remember, like even in elementary school, I remember being insecure about my body. Like I felt like I was chubby compared to the girls in my grade or, um, just like little, really ate at me like little comments and just things like the like kids are so mean and it really um internalized for a long time. And I started the like insecurity downward spiral as early as elementary school. Um, and I would say it really peaked when I was in high school where I decided I was going to lose weight. I was by the way, like a healthy weight. I there's absolutely like no reason why I felt the need to lose weight, but I did. And when I was in high school, I started counting calories. This was the age of like Tumblr and Instagram had just started mm-hmm. and the thigh gap was all the rage, so I felt like I wanted to look like those girls who have long legs and thigh gaps and all the things, and I'm naturally, like, I'm five, four and a half, I'm athletically built, I'm a little, like, I have a butt, and that's not my body type at all. Yeah, same, yeah that's same not my body number, type. same body type. <laughs> you it. Yeah, so I, like, did what I had to do to achieve that because I thought that that would bring me confidence. I thought having that thigh gap, having that body Mm type, being able to fit into a certain size, being a certain weight, I thought that that would make me confident. So I did whatever it took um, to get there. All very driven by insecurity and the need to like fix myself. Right. And Mm -hmm. eventually like about a year after that, probably I reached that point where I like had, gotten the thigh gap, reached the goal weight, all the things. And I was still like probably even more insecure, right? Like I felt so judgmental of myself. I felt so in my head, like worrying about what everyone else thought of me. And that like, it got a little bit better once I went to college and I was a college athlete. So once I was more focused on my, like my performance in sports, I, um, that helped my body image a lot. And that helped me be more accepting of what I looked like because of all the things that my body could do. Um, but again, I was basing my confidence and worth on my achievements Mm -hmm. and, you know, like if we won the game, if I got the spot, if I, you know, got the good grade, whatever, like it was always based on some sort of goal. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually I found competitive bodybuilding, which was a way for me to test again my theory of if I look a certain way, then I'll be confident and happy Mm -hmm. and feel great about myself. And I went deep into competitive bodybuilding. Like that was my identity. That was my life um, for I would say like two and a half years. So I competed five times. I did three preps. I won Miss Bikini, Minnesota. I got top fifteen on a national stage. Like I was on my way in the sport and doing pretty well. But at the same time, again, it was driven very much by being insecure, mm-hmm. not worthy, not good enough the way I was. And so despite winning all of those awards and trophies and having the medals, mm-hmm. um, I still felt painfully insecure. And I just remember feeling so frustrated like I feel it in my body right now I was so frustrated and so confused as like where I went wrong um when I was on that national stage it was like the pinnacle of my quote-unquote competing career and I didn't feel fulfilled and I was like I put in all this work to not even feel Mm -hmm. good about myself or feel accomplished or fulfilled like what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. and after some soul searching and like a lot of time off and basically an identity crisis because competing was my identity. Uh, I was looking for confidence and self-love in all the wrong ways. I was going at it at the absolutely wrong angle. Um, And so now that's really what I'm like the most passionate about is teaching women how to find that confidence within themselves and how to have a healthy lifestyle and reach those physical goals from a place of self-love and just wanting the best for themselves in a holistic way.
1: I identify with that so much just from a place of, you know, my my thing wasn't necessarily um, that kind of competition, but I got <clears throat> I got really into running um, in college mm-hmm. and that was kind of like, I was like, if I can get down to this number and this way, same story in a different packaging <laughs> um, yep. and then if I can run this half marathon, then like, that'll be it, you know, and then I ran the half marathon and got the time I thought I'd get and then still felt like, well, now what, you know, like you mm-hmm. have this idea that that's somehow going to make you somehow more confident or whatever. And it didn't. So, um, I, I think that's really, really important to bring up because I think so many women are in that space, even if it looks a little different than ours. You know, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, you know, I love your message on how women are not stuck and have the ability yeah. to create themselves at any time. This is such a passion in my heart. Cause I'm so, I've gotten myself stuck (laughs) in so many boxes, usually because expectations are like, oh, I cannot because I have this label or I've done this. This is all I can do or I get stuck. Um, But you kind of brought this argument up not too long ago. I think you shared an Instagram post. and You talked about like you are not stuck. (laughs) And I'm curious what led you to this mindset in life. And when is the time that you really felt stuck? And do you have any tangible steps to move forward or really kind of find, I guess, the next step to get out of that feeling of stuckness?
0: hmm. Yeah. Well, I first of all, I really resonate with what you said about just being stuck in a box, like feeling like you have to re- like meet a certain expectation or fulfill a certain role, um, because that was really most of my life that I can remember. I have a lot of life left to live. But I have identified as like the straight A student. I've identified as a volleyball player. I've identified as the bodybuilder, as the fitness girl, as a social media girl, like Mm -hmm. all of these labels that I really, really clung to. And once I lost that like bikini competitor label, I kind of had that moment of like, Mm -hmm. what the heck? Like, who even am I? Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt extremely stuck because I was like, wow, everything I thought I was, was I don't want to say a lie, but I was misinformed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't really even understand what was happening. Yeah. Um, and so that was like, I felt, I wouldn't say it was my rock bottom, but it was that very duck feeling. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing that helped me at first was literally just being in that space and not wallowing and not being like, Oh, woe is me. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. But more so just being like, Oh, I'm feeling this really intense feeling of stuckness. Where is this coming from? Why do I believe that I'm not able to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and what limits am I putting on myself? And why did I need, feel the need to attach labels to myself? Like, why do I feel the need to categorize myself into this neat little package mm-hmm. when I'm multi-passionate? I'm like a very complex person with a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions and a lot of things going on. Um, so really just, not letting that instant urge to do something and grind and hustle and get out of it and make something else happen. Mm-hmm. um I'm really glad that I allowed myself to just kind of sit in it in an empowering way, like mm-hmm. not sit in it in a you way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, from there, I became a total like avid reader of like personal development books, listen to podcasts every time I was at the gym. Like I just fed my brain with so many people who instilled the belief that I had choices that I can think new thoughts that I can learn something new. Um, and really just surrounded myself with people that were going to lift me up both in person. I also had great friends at this time. Um, but also just in any Mm -hmm. any type of content that I could consume. um, I just fed my mind with that until I believed it. Because a lot of times, if even after you identify that you're stuck, like you don't really know the next steps to take. And you don't really feel like you have enough power to dig yourself out alone. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. But you have to take ownership of that and then seek someone or something um, to get you out somehow.
1: I love how you said sitting in an empowering way versus in a wallowing way, um, yeah, because it's true. I mean, there's it's there's an element of like, okay, I need to embrace this and allow myself to validate what I'm experiencing because I think sometimes we can be mm-hmm. just put a band on it and be like, I'm good, we're not stuck. we're moving on, and like you don't actually deal with the issue. Um, yeah, but at the same time, that can <laughs> easily translate into like, and now I'm here, womp, womp, you know. <laughs> and it's like all right so let's not go that far yeah. so it's that careful balance of the I actually my mom gave me this um example one time where she was like look you have to validate whatever you're experiencing or feeling or the emotions you're having whether it's you know um rejection or disappointment or something like that or stuckness or whatever and then you have to kind of draw some limits around that because otherwise it'll take over Mm -hmm. your life. And so I kind of coined this Mm -hmm. phrase like validate and set an expiration date, not like Mm -hmm. a real expiration date, but the idea of like, okay, when do I get up and actually start learning? When do I get up and start making forward progress? When do I get up and allow myself to be coachable again? Because if we're not constant students, that's what I love about saying, you know, I wanted to learn from people who were smarter than me that were doing great things that were challenging my way of thinking, you know, and, being willing to be taught that way rather than just like, well, it all ends here, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's where you really start setting expiration dates on these feelings you do need to validate, but you kind of draw a line in the sand and you're like, okay, you can exist up until this point and then I'm going to move, right? Even if that just means I'm going to read a book that challenges me to get outside my comfort zone or to look at life through a different lens or mm-hmm. ask someone, a mentor in my life or a friend in my life, to speak into me in a way that maybe I need to be spoken into or to teach me something. So kind of going off that, I want to kind of move into talking a little bit about confidence, because I think these things go really hand in hand. And your experience and just what you've been learning. How do you believe confidence is built? How does it feel when someone else's opinion matters more than your own discernment? And what did you do to get back alignment, you know, of your piece of decision, Mm -hmm. your confidence in what you were doing?
0: Yeah, the biggest thing is that confidence is not something that you like win by crossing Mm. a finish line right Mm. like that was that was what I tried to do back in the earlier days of my journey really that was only like three years ago, or three to six years ago. Um, but I tried to win confidence. Like I thought that as soon as I crossed that finish line of like getting that thigh gap, having the flat stomach, any of that stuff, I thought as soon as I checked that box, like confidence would be handed to me in like this package. I'm like, oh, you're confident now. Congrats. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen like that. Like, obviously, that doesn't really make sense when you think about it logically. But that was kind of subconsciously what I believed would happen. And what I learned is confidence is actually something that you build, like it is like a daily practice. And it takes intentional action, intentional thought, and it's something that you build like brick by brick, like it doesn't just appear one day out of the blue, like to build it, you have to show up and pour the foundation, and then you have to frame it. And then you have to put the bricks on and like, it's this big thing. And Also, a house doesn't get built in a day. Like I said, like you have to have a team of people show up, make it happen. And like confidence is no difference or no different. And so I think about it as like building a house, like every time that you just show up for yourself and you know, act in alignment with the belief that I'm worthy of showing up for, I'm worthy of taking care of all of those things. Like you slowly, but surely build up that confidence that you were expecting to be at the finish line. Hmm. It breaks it down. It doesn't
1: feel like this big monster of like, well, I just got to wake up and be confident one day. It's like, no, you need yeah. those steps. And own these different parts of your story and your experiences, I talk so much about and I wrestle so much with, which is why I talk about it, um, this idea of expectations and living into expectations and mm-hmm. kind of fearing any negative feedback, right? Like, especially as an Enneagram 3, we're very image conscious, you know, and we can really begin to feed mm-hmm. on the opinions of others if we don't really know who we are and where we stand. And so that's been huge for me is like, hold on, am I acting into an expectation or a perceived expectation or am I walking out of mm. confidence, you know, and out of confidence in what I know to be right and true in this season for me. And so I think that's a really good visual and way to kind of break it down because then it becomes a decision by decision and day by day based thing rather than this like big scary monster we all seemingly want to tackle immediately.
0: So. I love that. Right. Yeah. And it's also like not looking to other people for approval to create your confidence. Mm-hmm. Like for that, that's like a very surface level, kind of like a cheap a cheap confidence like it doesn't feel real it doesn't feel sturdy it doesn't feel like a foundation um and so i realize now that like confidence has to come from you and you knowing yourself and your worth like confidence has to come from the inside out instead of the outside in and i think as women I've never been a man, but I think for women (laughs) specifically, (laughs) we just feel a lot of pressure. We feel a lot of pressure to like, look a certain way, act a certain way, like from the outside, we're feeling all this pressure. And Mm -hmm. so that's our first reaction of how to glean confidence is like what outside opinions or outside perspectives or expectations are telling us. And so for getting that affirmation from outside, that's like a temporary confidence that we can get addicted to, but it's not real and it's not, it doesn't feel sturdy or safe.
1: So true. I mean, pressure to prove and expectations, man. Like I always say Mm. the your own insecurity paired with these perceived expectations or real expectations that can be imposed on you. Those two things together create this massive pressure to prove. And it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so exhausting. And so learning to identify that I think is like, key number one. And I think that's almost like a brick, like identifying, hold on, these three things are at work here and creating a pressure to prove this isn't even really from an authentic place or a purpose driven place. It's from a place of I'm trying to prove something, what is it and why let me get to the root of it. It takes kind of guts to look yourself in the soul. (laughs) And really identify when things are going on like that, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And to kind of take that power back, too, of like, I don't need to live up to other people's expectations, all of all of that just goes into it. And it's it's a lot more complex and it takes a lot more time and practice than people want to hmm. acknowledge. I think like yeah. we want confidence to be a switch that you flip or, um, you know, an easy win. And it's just that's not the way it is, man. Future Marie here. I know that we are not alone in struggling with health and self-worth and body image. In fact, I think that this is one of the biggest roadblocks that women are facing today and it is holding us back from doing the really big important work that we are meant to do in the world. We cannot be our best selves when we are constantly feeling stuck and frustrated and unhealthy and we can't live out or maybe even identify what our purpose is because we are using so much of our time and energy on trying to figure out how to move and nourish our bodies how to live a balanced lifestyle how to shine with the confidence that we all deserve to feel like all of that stuff just weighs so heavy on us and I fully believe that women are powerful beyond measure every single one of us but we can't tap into it when we're not taking care of ourselves or when we're consumed by self-doubt and insecurity right like maybe you can relate I can definitely relate to that and I think it's such a common a common struggle that we all face and and that's exactly why I created my group mentorship program, the Move, Nourish, Shine Collective, where we spend eight weeks together creating a healthy lifestyle, refining and reaching your goals, building a strong, confident mindset, and growing this incredible community of like-minded women who all want to tap into their full potential just like you. It's truly a one-of-a-kind program, and I'm so excited to be opening the doors for our summer collective in just a few short weeks. Our waitlist will be getting first on the spots plus some amazing bonuses so make sure that you are on that list and ready to join us as soon as enrollment opens you can join the waitlist and learn more about mns on our website which is move nourish, shine.com again that is move nourish shine.com and you can click any of the big teal buttons to become a part of the waitlist
1: So let's talk about the difference in setting an intention of how you want to feel versus setting a goal of what you want to accomplish. You recently posted on this and I
0: thought it was yeah. So funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always encourage everyone to cite goals and set their sights through a place of how do I want to feel every day? Like, how does, how do I want this process to feel? How do I want this experience to feel? Because, Life is like what happens between here and where your end goal is like life is what's between you and the finish line. Right. And so if you're making yourself miserable the whole way to the finish line, you're making yourself miserable for your life. And if you can't make the process positive, the end results aren't going to be positive and you're not gonna be able to keep it either. Right. Like through a lens of like fitness goals and stuff, If you're not able to maintain the diet that you put yourself on, if you're not able to maintain the workout regimen that you put yourself on, then you're not going to keep the results. So you need to find the diet and the workouts and the habits that feel good. And how can you keep that in mind as you are setting goals, setting your plan in place to reach those goals, um, and just really trying to put positive in so you can get positive out.
1: This idea of goal setting that I think is, like, so trendy in our culture, right? Like, literally mm-hmm. everyone uses the hashtag goals. It's like, okay. We yes. And that's awesome, but I think we can almost, be, like, get tunnel vision on our goals to the point where, like, the achieving the goal itself takes over our life. Like, we overlook mm-hmm. the everyday. We overlook the actual simple victories that we can have, especially as somebody who's ambitious and very achievement-oriented. Like, we can really bulldoze over our own lives trying to just get to yeah. the end result, And yeah, there's sometimes sacrifice that has to happen. And, you know, like, just think like, if you think of a workout, you know, you might have a little muscle burn in order to get the outcome or finish the workout, but that's actually positive. But if it's actually something that's creating, you know, injury or you know, you're so focused on this certain weight goal or this certain whatever it is, you can actually start to live with no boundaries around those goals. You can also start to mm-hmm. like think that and believe the lie that you're somehow going to be more satisfied once you cross that finish line. But then you're robbing yourself of satisfaction mm-hmm. and true joy and confidence in the everyday before you get there, like right now. And I don't know, I just mm-hmm. like, think such a it's such a tough thing because we live in a world that's constantly telling us like, go after your dreams, go after your goals, do this, do that. And to some degree, it's like, yes, but at what cost, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's important to have that conversation. So I'm really glad you brought that up because if there, if it's not worth it along the way, is it worth it at all? Because you might not reach that milestone that you thought you would, or circumstances could change, or your course could be diverted by an unforeseen unforeseen circumstance or event, you know? So it's like, if you're living for right. that one outcome, what are you really living for? You know? So right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Important to talk about because we often just get inundated with one key message and it can be motivating mm-hmm. all long, but it's
0: somewhat unbalanced, I think. And so with that like when when I have my clients set goals one of the m- first things that we do is figure out okay what are your priorities like mm-hmm. do you prioritize your social life do you prioritize your marriage do you prioritize your finances like what is a priority in your life and what are the non-negotiables like what are the things that you are not willing to sacrifice in order to reach that goal because when you don't have those ahead of time when you're clear-headed and not like drunk on motivation mm-hmm. or like drunk on a achievement um you have to you have to set those up first because I know for me like I was for example in one of my competition preps like I ended up eating very little and doing a lot of cardio because I was in the mindset of oh I've already come this far Mm -hmm. so like I didn't only come this far to come this far right? right like right I what what's a little more what's a little more what's a little more and I ended up sacrificing my relationships my grades went down because I didn't have any energy or like mental clarity um, I sacrificed like quality time with my family because I was always at the gym like I ended up sacrificing all of these things that I actually cared about like in my heart of hearts but I lost sight of them because I was so fixated on that one goal I was chasing that trophy um, and so when push came to shove like that was the stuff that I sacrifice, even though that's not me, because I didn't have priorities and I didn't have boundaries. And so I think, you know, chasing the goal is great, but what do you do before you chase the goal? Like you gotta make sure that, you know, your your maintenance checks are in order. Like you don't fly a plane before they check to make right. sure it's safe and you're gonna like get there, right? Right. So it's kind of a thing. Hmm.
1: That's so good. And I think deciding what your priorities are is key, like what you just said. Um, we can, mm-hmm. I think there's, again, like you said, drunk on motivation is such a good way to say it because there's so much of that that's like, don't let anything get between you and your dream and you and your goal. And it's like, well, actually, maybe the goal is not the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> like, yeah, that's an important thing. And we certainly want to prioritize that. But if it's actually at the at the expense of our our most important relationships and our health or our mental stability or our ability to rest, like... What are you really doing? You know, so I'm really, really Mm -hmm. glad you brought that up. This is such a good conversation. I want to make sure we touch on these because these two things really stood out to me um, or just are really important, I think, for kind of wrapping this in with a pretty bow here. So first Mm -hmm. thing is I loved when you wrote, everyone is living a totally different reality from you, both physically and in their perception. So can you expand on that a little bit and then tell us a little bit how you can live a life, how you would quote it unoffended? Because I think that's really
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, so this, like, epiphany came from when I was probably 16. Like, I remember laying by my grandma's pool in Florida on spring break and reading the four agreements. And um, basically, one of the agreements is that you can't take anything personally. And that is because everyone is living a different life, right? Like everyone, first of all, physically, like in their body, in the way they see things physically, everything is, everyone is living differently. Um, but also perception wise, like everyone has different experiences that have shaped their beliefs. Everyone has different stories that they're coming from. Everyone has different um, limitations. Everyone has a different Enneagram number. Like everyone is so different and has such different um, like lenses that they look at things from. And so when someone is pre- rejecting how they feel about you, whether it's a judgment or a negative opinion, or let's say someone cuts you off in traffic, like anything that you, you feel attacked or judged or hurt by another person. It's never really about you, right? Because they have a different lens. They have a different perception. They can, there's no way for them to really fully see you mm-hmm. unless you really let them in, like someone like your husband or someone that's very close to you and really understands you at your core. Like, unless it's that person. They- accurately judge you or perceive you or um, form any sort of opinion on you. And that's been something that has really been an area of growth for me in the last few years, just having a platform, having myself in front of a lot of strangers on the internet every single day, mm-hmm. you know, my podcast on Instagram, on YouTube, like there are so many opportunities for people to pass judgment on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really quickly had to figure out like, wow, when someone is you know, placing their opinion of me on me, like, that's not my problem. Mm -hmm. That's not my, it's not my responsibility to, you know, resolve that to convince them otherwise, like that's their perception of me. And that's where they're coming from to them. That seems real. I know that that's not real, but I can't, I can't change their perception. Um,
1: Or Or it's not my job
0: to try to. Yeah, Yeah. right. It's not my job to change their perception. Like that's just what they're experiencing. And that's all of the inputs that they have. That's the conclusion that they drew.
1: So true. That's so good. I think if anyone is listening to this and feeling... The I, I feel like there's a lot of praise hands up in the ears right in the ears in the air right now. Yeah. Um, but truly, I mean, it's like, what if we all resolved to be women who were willing to make intentional decisions, show up for the in between before we hit the goal, and live a life that's unoffended? Like, imagine how yeah. much more intentional we'd be. Imagine how much more we'd accomplish. How much more impact we would have? Right, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's so freeing. So I love that you spoke spoken to that. I love yeah. you that. I think that's so good. I have one last Thanks. question. I want to wrap us up here. I think it's going to bring us home. <laughs> yeah. For any girl out there who is, you know, struggling with the balance of eating healthy or negative body image, kind of the things you're we touching on early and kind of setting the the groundwork here. What are some tangible tips that you would give her or when it comes to mindset shifts or action steps she can take to start kind of getting out of that space or that place of just negative body image,
0: self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the most important things is shifting out of the, belief that you have to do these things. You have to eat a certain way. You have to move a certain way. You have to do things to fix yourself. Um, that is one of the most like toxic beliefs that literally holds women back in so many areas. Like I need to fix me. Um, and so I think most importantly, it's really figuring out what your goal is from a heart centered place of love like Mm -hmm. when I when I have consultations with my clients I first ask them what is your goal and usually it's something like I want to lose 10 pounds to feel confident on the beach or my wedding's coming up and I want to look good in my wedding dress or um you know something like that and it's usually pretty like that's like the low-hanging fruit of like motivation right Right. and usually it's pretty surface level and I'm like okay but why like why is that a goal for you right and so the beach example, like, I want to lose 10 pounds to feel confident on the beach. They're like, well, I want to feel confident and be able to enjoy my summer. I'm like, okay, why is losing 10 pounds going to let you do that? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, because then I feel better in my body, but why, why do you have to lose 10 pounds to feel better in your body, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really drilling down into what you believe is your goal and why you believe that's your goal. And once you come to a place, like, you'll know when you come to your true why, like, you will really feel it um, and be able to embody it because it you will have a reaction to it. Like, mm-hmm. Like I want to be a good example for my kids, or I want to take better care of myself and show myself that I'm worthy mm-hmm. of being taken care of, or um, you know, I want to be healthy and be able to live a long time and serve people, or I want to be confident so I can show up in my relationships. Like those are real wise. That's what's really driving us, but it manifests on the surface level as I need to lose ten pounds, I need to fix myself, I need to da 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 da. Like this has to go. Um, and so mm-hmm. the biggest thing is coming from the right place, right? Because if you have a goal that's like surface level and focus on fixing, then that's what the process is going to be. The mm-hmm. process is going to be surface level. The process is going to be about fixing. Um, and that doesn't really last. Like That kind of motivation fades really quickly, first yeah. of all. Um, and it also, it doesn't feel good. So once you finally get to your goal, you're like, well, I fixed myself and I still don't feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like same thing that happened to me. Um, so I think the biggest like that that's so important before you even get started is to get get your mind right and f- figure out why this is really important to you mm-hmm. um and then also doing everything from a place of love kind of along the same lines is like, and like I love my body, how can I move like I love my body? How can I think like I love my body? like mm-hmm. how can I reframe everything and come from a place of love and that it sounds like, but that is like the game changer.
1: Mm, so good. It's yes. I have nothing left to say. <laughs> no, so good. And I'm so glad you shared that. I hope I, I don't even have to hope. I just know that's going to encourage so many women to really dig for that I hope deeper, so. Yeah. that deeper. Why? And that mm-hmm. true, real motivation and not even real motivation, like sense of purpose, right? That like mm-hmm. everything to do with how we care for our bodies, for how we walk, how we move, how we eat, how we talk. Like, I don't know. I always say, and this is kind of maybe what we can leave everyone with when it comes to this conversation or this topic is I always say, and I always have to remember this for myself, is like taking care of your body, right? Like fitness, health, nutrition, all these things, you have to look at them as part of your self-care, not part of your self-worth. And when you know your self-worth, then you'll practice that self-care from a place of Almost selflessness. Like I think we sometimes believe that we're being selfless. Um, But when we are so obsessed with how we look, it's actually a very selfish view. But when we can start to say, hang on, I know my worth so that I can then love the people around me and do what I'm made to do, that's actually selfless. That is from a place of intention and purpose and meaning. So I think that's huge. So anyways. Mm-hmm. Tell us where Love everybody can find you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Is kind of like the central hub. That was where I st- everything started like eight years ago. So find me on Instagram first. Um, my username is Marie E. Wold, and that's W O L D. Um, You can find me on Instagram. You can look at my podcast, which is called the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. And Jordan's actually about to be interviewed for mine as well. (laughs) We're doing a little swap, so come check it out. Um, And then I'm also on YouTube if you search Marie Wold. And if you're interested in my coaching, my signature offer is called the Move, Nourish, Shine Collective. And depending on when this is uh, going up, we might be open for for enrollment or you might be closed but either way you can go to move to check it out and if we're closed join the waitlist Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or view on iTunes if you're enjoying it tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.